Oh, here we go. See, okay, guys, I'm just going to, I'm going to pretend like that didn't happen. I've been having some recording problems. Welcome to another episode of The End with Adam. Uh, I'm here from the ninth circle of hell, Los Angeles, California, (laughs) downtown. Um, I'm talking to somebody that is probably as far away from what we understand as like regular American life as anybody who might listen to this podcast will probably get. I've got a guy here, John Norman, from the great country of Angola in Africa. And uh, he's here to talk about some stuff. John and I have been some friends for some, for some time here. But I wanted yes, John to sure. kind of walk through some stuff that I think would probably uh, be completely foreign to a lot of American ears who will be listening to this. But, John, first of all. Before you were tweeting one. Before what? Sorry, you're breaking up there. Can you hear me, John? We got them all the way out there in Luanda, Angola, guys. So before, you some... before, <laughs> yeah, before you were twenty-one. Before I was twenty-one. Before you were twenty-one. Yeah, you did meet. Did you meet me before I was twenty-one? Well, hey, I kind of was chatting to you before you were twenty-one, and then I got there. You had just turned twenty-one, and we went. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just turned twenty-one. You're right. You're right. It's been... It's been some years. It's been some years. Yeah, right there in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, um, so John, first of all, what's the weather like over there in, in Luanda? Let's talk about that. Okay, technically, <laughs> we supposedly have two seasons. So what I'll tell you right now, it's summer is about to start. Remember, we are the opposite. I guess the planet really does go around. It really does go around. So, you yeah, guys know, you guys know summer is ending there. Summer is starting here. But when we talk about the other season... Um, it's not really cold, but it's colder. Like, let's say the water in the ocean will be colder and everything. And it's colder than Miami, but right now it's getting hot like Miami. So let's say summer is starting. But it, I feel a little confused saying summer is starting in Africa, especially in Central <laughs> Africa where I'm at. But I uh-huh. guess, yeah, we could say that. So it's about to get warmer. That's good. So, yeah, I remember when I went to Ethiopia, the the um, the seasons were reversed. So, yeah, that's... That's yep. some pretty, yeah. That's some pretty uh, crazy stuff. When you go somewhere else and you realize, like, even our, even our uh, idea of weather is totally like relative to where we live. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's nuts. But so, so John, I, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know about Angola. Could you just give us a quick, brief synopsis of your country and where you're from? Yeah, sure. Let me Wikipedia this. Joking. Uh, <laughs> Angola is an ex-Portuguese colony, you know. We need to emphasize on who was the colonizer because we're in Africa so that people can understand what language is official here. So our official language is Portuguese. Uh, and uh, we were one of the latest countries to get decolonized, so you can imagine. And uh, how can I say? Um, it's embarrassing, but I don't know about the population. But we are a lot. Uh, it's a third world country but using that term might be a little tricky but you know it's a developing country <laughs> yeah i think that might be and the to, more yes. <laughs> politically correct way to say yeah but economically <laughs> angola is and there's an abundance of oil still i guess people say it's and it's uh, good it's getting to the end but no i refuse to believe it because we're still discovering some oil and we had diamonds and gold um it's a rich African country. There's like probably a lot of them. But Angola is very, very rich. I think in terms of all the incomes, it's second and third place. And I hope I'm not saying it wrong. But I know Nigeria also has a lot of oil. But Angola is definitely one of the countries that people really know because of the oil. 
Uh, probably a lot of American engineers will know about Angola. We have a lot of people that come from Texas. And yeah, yeah we have the beers. Um, General Electric was here. Uh, Chevron is here. We have all these oil companies. Wow. So, yeah. so Angola is known for that, really, oil and, you know, yeah. Right. And so right now, I mean, f for you, because you didn't grow up in Angola, right? And we'll get to that. Yeah, that's second. why there's a lot of things I have to think about when you ask right. me about Angola Black. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the things you do know about. Let's go to Europe for a second, okay? So you grew yeah, up. we could talk about Angola. Okay, <laughs> you want to talk yeah, about Angola? Yeah. Okay, so mm, for those of you. Do... <laughs> Whatever so, you want, yeah. but I did was born in Belgium. I grew up in Belgium, then I moved to France. So I've lived in Europe longer than I lived in Angola, but obviously I'm Angolan. My parents are Angolan, and that's why I'm living right now. So I basically came back home, a home that I was not born in or raised in. <laughs> so I want to I talk about that transition, right? Like you speak, for the people who are listening, they probably are picking up that you have more of a French accent. So you, you speak like a really good version of French. And you come back to Angola, right? And they speak mm -hmm. Portuguese. They speak Portuguese there now. Do yeah. to to Angolans on the street when you talk to them? Do they immediately know you're not from Luanda, or can you kind of fool um, them? That's a good question. You see, lately, for the past, so I'll say like that. When the pandemic started, I realized, okay, I used to travel a lot. To me, it was an escape. And when the pandemic happens, I realized, like, maybe you should travel less and explore. Well, I always explore the country, the, the inside the country. I've traveled, but what I'm saying, very tourist, very tourist in my country. But when I used to speak in the street, when I, ju I had just gotten here, there's a lot of words that I don't understand, and these will be the slang ones. Like, until this day, like, I remember during this week, someone was using a word. It, let's say I would translate it. Yeah. Hey John, don't you have some credit for me? And automatic, and don't you have some credit? But I'm, but I'm all, don't you have some credit for me because I'm hungry? And I right. was like, okay, do you want me to offer you some credit or do you want food? You have to pick. And I was like, no, when we say credit here, we meant I'm hungry. So credit will be food. Ah. Put credit in my body. <laughs> oh. So there's some. <laughs> So in Portuguese, obviously. So there's some little things where they know I'm not from here because they use that slang that I would not understand. And I won't lie to you, there's a lot of things that I do differently. When I speak in the street, they can hear an accent. Apparently, they always tell me that the way you say things, the way you do things is not like us. So that's when we know you're not from here. However, like I was saying, during the pandemic, I felt more home, which is crazy, right? But also because right. I'm stuck in here, I cannot travel, I cannot run away. And I'm thankful for this pandemic, and it got me closer to the people. So lately, I'm trying to use terms that I'm familiar with. You know, and my brother always gets surprised, and I feel more home, and they're also treating me like I'm more home. But it's always a giveaway, see? Yeah. I have a lot of tattoos. It's very rare here, and they do see an accent. They do see uh, I wear a lot of black. They don't dress like that. So it's all that that they're always like, oh, yeah, yeah, by the way, but you know about that. But to them, I'm American, mm. which is hilarious because I'm not American at all, right? Cause why, do they the say state, that? Why, why do they say that about you, though, John? That well, you're Oh shit, John, we just lost you there. John, you there? American is because... Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. What was that? What, what were you yeah. saying? He said it's because I walk fast, and it feels like in the movies, <laughs> these people walking fast. In the movies where they're in New York and they're crossing the road, they're walking fast. And I was like, yeah, that's because there's seconds that they have to cross the road. But people do walk fast in America, but that's not because they're after the money. Maybe you guys should walk a little faster. <laughs> faster. But anyway, he told me because I walk fast, and he also told me because in Africa, they tend to wear flip-flops because it's very warm with shoes that are comfortable or very fancy mm -hmm. shoes, and I wear boots. 
So to ah. them, that means I don't care much about my look. They have a problem with me wearing boots, which is crazy because I was like, what am I doing to you if I'm wearing boots? But like, nah, these shoes are too big. And I'm sorry to say that, but they say, oh, that's some white people shit. They always like, we usually see them wearing that. So because a lot of Americans come here and they work in the oil industry, they're wearing boots because they're engineers. The fact that I'm wearing boots then means I'm American. So I could wear some black teams to go to work. That would be, that's very American. But I understand it. My look is very occidental to them so i do understand is occidental such a word in english i think i'm thinking in french and i'm translating so you it, said but you occidental occidental that is an english occidental? word yeah that is that is an ex- that uh, of course our listeners well, will not understand what that means because we don't have that level of education the west yet. yeah <laughs> western yeah occident is western. west yeah orient yeah. is well, east. the west yeah. let's say language yes. the west uh-huh. is that what you say nowadays right mm-hmm. the west mm-hmm. <laughs> the so, west yes, it's very yes. it's very the west to them and that's the seat because you know i'm getting to know them because i really want to feel home and it's crazy that you asked me that question because this morning i was just leaving the house you know i have a te- i have a tendency to just press play as soon as i leave the house because i need to go oh. my own space because they do stairs so as soon as i leave my house i press play and yeah. i'm listening to a lot of young Dolph lately so the young doll wait a second yes. hold on hold on <laughs> we're going too fast we gotta we gotta stop for the listeners but here. let me finish this <laughs> okay Sorry. okay so, okay so me yeah. i get out of the house and i press play and it's also that the fact that my music is very american because one guy once told me i do listen to that sometimes but you consume this <laughs> We don't consume this. We consume our own stuff. So the fact that you consume and understand what they're talking about to us is very like, why and how come? So that's why sometimes we doubt that. Are you from here or you want to be from there? And Uh, these kids followed me, you know, as I was getting down my building and he followed me. And the first thing he says, Americano. He calls me the American. Mind you, this kid is like nine years old. And he's a uh-huh. straight kid. Them God bless his soul. And yeah. I do sometimes give him a ride on my scooter because I feel like as though he's a kid in the streets, he might need a little fun in his life. you know. And they make me laugh because they talk mm-hmm. shit to me and they're always trying to speak English. And they only they only know words like mother, fa, and whatever. That's how they <laughs> yeah. say mother, fa, because they really know how to say it. And he always comes to me, he's like, American, American, I speak English, I speak English. And today, as I was going to work, I was in a good mood, I guess. I gave him one of my pods, right? So Mm -hmm. then he could listen to the music. And he was like, oh, that's the music (laughs) Americans listen to. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I see now why y'all are always trying to think that I'm probably not from here. But I am from here. Hip-hop is a universal music to me nowadays. (laughs) So this is is something that Rakaya told me, my sister, um, who uh, went to Ethiopia and I think it was 2018 with you or 2019. And she said nobody in, Ethi- nobody in Ethiopia was really listening to American music. They were listening to yeah. Ethiopian music or, or techno or like, mm-hmm. you know, electronic music. They don't really listen to like trap rap. And they what's so interesting, yeah, what's so interesting is maybe Nigeria might be, or, or maybe Nigerian Ghana. I don't even think, you know what? You don't think I don't so? even think, you know why I don't think so? Okay, I'll tell you why. Trap is definitely influencing the music industry, but also a very aware that Afrobeat is also selling right now. And I hope it gets bigger because I feel like it could still get bigger. Um, yeah. Now, what's happening is, okay, what Oh, John, we lost you again. John, we lost you. Guys, hold on. He's all the way from Africa here. We got to give we got to give the the signal some time to reach us. It's about eight eighty thousand miles. Let me see how many miles. While we're waiting on John to return, how many miles is Angola from where I'm recording this right now? 
John, I still cannot hear you if you're trying to get through. Angola to Los Angeles. Let's just see how long that, how many, how many millions of miles. Please. Hey, hey. Oh, I was hey. stuck. Every time I get a call, you're not able to hear me. Yeah, not, yeah. I was Same thing. Calls, I also just got a call, um, so they're probably trying to nail both of us. Uh, so <laughs> I just want to, I want to finish what I was saying while you were off. Guys, just so that we understand, John is 9,252 miles away from me. So if our, if our connection happens to mess up, I'm sorry. Maybe you guys have uh, some underground cables you can run under the water in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> then get me and John to talk perfectly to each other. Yeah, until then, um, I think we're going to have to go with this. But thanks, John. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? So what I was saying is, no, I don't think so. Because I've been, well, your sisters realize that and... But I don't think you think we listen to your music because when I'm in the States and I tell them I know this artist, they're like, oh, so you guys listen to this? Why? But me, I'm, an, I'm like, an, I mean, I'm pretty, in, you know, I'm like an anthropologist musically. I explore, you know what I'm saying? You know what I do? Yeah. I research, I yeah. explore, and I'm fascinated by, yeah. you know, and people don't have time for this here because also what you have to understand is as much as I think this culture influences the rest of the world, they're not really about that life, you know. It's not like they can mm. relate. Neither can I relate to the lyrics, but obviously I just like the beat, honestly. The best mm. thing mm. about that sound is the 808. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. 100 million times. What I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't reach. It's, 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 it's not now that Young Duff is going to reach here, for example. It's a little too trapped for here. I'd say that because I have a friend, and I have a friend who's apparently very autistic and everything you could mm. name. And every time I play 3-6 Mafia, he tells me they don't know how to rap. Because mm. to him, a rapper is Nas. And honestly, this is your sister that told me that, and I truly agree. And I know some people might not agree, but mm -hmm. I hope they can have an open mind, a mind open enough to understand what I'm trying to say. But it takes an open mind in a certain level mm. of intellectuality to understand, to, to try to tolerate, I would say, that music. I feel like it takes a lot of mind openness for you to appreciate <laughs> yeah. 360 mafia i know people are gonna be like but what is this some music and they're talking shit but still it's music to me music is music yeah I mean, they're not saying anything more interesting in uh, other pop music it's all the same <laughs> well well 36 mafia right like that style of rap music is very much like american folk music like if you're not from the south even people on the west coast didn't like 36 mafia until they became big oh. They're very okay. much a localized kind of sound. Yeah. So unless but you were I don't exposed, like 36 Mafia that became big. I like Three Six Mafia before. I don't listen to current mm -hmm. music because this friend of mine, mind you, we went to the beach this weekend and then I played Gucci Man mm -hmm. and not even old Gucci. I played mostly old Gucci. I don't. I'm not really into Gucci Man right now. I haven't explored. I just don't trust what labels do with these artists. But I right. do explore a lot of old Gucci men, and my friend was like, this is nice. And I was like, it's the same guy you were telling me you won't be able to listen to on your yeah, earphones. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, but now he has nice sound. I guess that's Gucci after a major deal, so they're making him able to yeah. appeal to you. And I guess that's why now you're able to appreciate it. But as the same guy that was doing the music that I showed you a while ago, and you were like, he also cannot rap. I don't like this. So it takes a lot of... When it gets very, very mainstream, I guess you will get there. I mean, Trap is pretty mainstream, but there's some artists that just don't get out. I mean, Young Dove is from Memphis. From Memphis to Africa? I mean, I know there's some Memphis in Egypt, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, not that Memphis. So, so John, um, you know, you've traveled a bunch, and um, you came to America. Tried, what year? Yeah. 
what was the year that you came to America for the first time? Uh, it's crazy. I was talking about it. <laughs> it's because somebody was like, "Why you like all that American culture?" I was like, "Actually, the first time I went to America is 2015. I will never forget. It's March 2015. March 2015. So walk me through yeah. that because you 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 went your whole life right hearing uh, these these sounds, these seeing these images, understanding these you know cultures mm-hmm. from this other continent that was not Europe and not Africa. But also, Adam, sorry to cut you, but what yeah. I want to tell you is me yeah, being please. African. I was raised yeah. in Europe, and back then, there were no Afrobeats or what's that. Africa was, wasn't trendy like it is now, besides some uh, Europeans that would go to... So what I'm trying to tell you is me being born and raised in Belgium, my generation, all we were consuming was the first black thing that we would see. So to me, the first black thing that I was seeing in the 90s was hip-hop which happens mm. to be only American back then. You know, it's not like now everybody's mm. doing hip-hop. Right, so to right. me, back then, I grew up with all this American music. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes you're rude, always asking, well, how do you know all this? My brothers know all this. How do you know all this? Is that like, because when I was being raised in Belgium, the only black thing that we had access to was on MTV, <laughs> which was so the that black was, culture. So that was really the only time that you really saw black people, like, in, yes. in a... Yeah, wow. Wow. But what's funny is the same way people in the States were consuming that is the same way I was consuming that. Because as much as I grew up in a small village where I was, well, one what black people were 0.5% of the population or even less, mm-hmm. I still knew that, okay, these people, I guess I'm going to sound dumb, but it was like they look like me and I was consuming that music. I didn't speak a drop of English back then, but I was being exposed to that since I was a child. And maybe my obsession with America that is gone now, you know, I love America, I appreciate yeah, it, but you know, it's right. not like I think about, I don't believe in the American dream like that. But what I'm saying uh-huh. is back then I believed in it and I wanted to see it. So when I went in March, 2015, that was me getting there as much as I was an adult. Now that was me getting there as a child still, because I had dreamed of going to America. Yeah. Then I started going there so much and I opened my mind about it. But this is a whole other conversation. But go ahead. So no, yeah, yeah. You through this? Yeah, well, please. I landed, I, land, I landed in the state and it's exactly everything I expected. I won't <laughs> lie to you. I told, I told, no, actually, actually, I told every building was going to be new. That's, uh-huh. you know, I came very ignorant in America. I didn't think you guys also had history. Because to me, Europe has history and America, everything is new. Yes. But it is what I expected, consumerism in your face. That's the first thing <laughs> I was very shocked about. As soon as I got to the airport, there was like billboards and everything. And to me, that can be overwhelming. And when I got to America, there was a feeling that I was carrying myself that I didn't know what it was. But I felt, I don't know, I feel watched. But let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait, so wait, so wait. You, you land into New York City, correct? That's the first place mm-hmm. you see. So you oh. land in a- so so it's cold. It's March. You land in. Didn't expect that. And oh, you didn't expect it to be cold. Mm-hmm. Coming to America, you know, <laughs> coming to America, typical cliche. So you get there. It's cold. You weren't expecting that. And then when you meet the Americans, when you meet like a white American person, right? What was your first like interaction with them? Oh, they're very casual, they're comfortable, they're direct. I like it because actually I've always been a direct person. So mm-hmm. I felt like, damn, I found a place. This yeah. is the place. Because I was very soft-spoken. And I remember people were like, hey, you know, you can express yourself. This is the place you've always, this is the place you were supposed to be. The way you act, this is for you. 
Yeah, yeah. But also, yeah. But New Yorkers walk faster than me. That's one of the first things I noticed. Because I walk very fast. And I never met people that walk faster than me. <laughs> and that's what somebody introduced me to. It was like, your sister, you know what it is, John? New York Minute, bro. Get in it. New York Minute, Get yeah. Get into it. Yep. <laughs> so... <laughs> but what else? So, I mean, the yeah. first person, uh, white Americans, well, okay, at the borders, I see a white American. Obviously, they ask me tons of questions, but they're pretty comfortable because, you know, obviously, unfortunately, it's like, okay, you come from Africa, but you, you're you expressing yourself um, properly. So, yeah, they just let me go. They put a lot of people on the side, but they let me go because they felt like this guy's not going to stay here, you know. He has, yeah. I, have, I, have, I had a good job, so it was like... This guy's not going to stay here. He's going to go back home. So they just let me go quickly. They just asked me, what are you coming to do? What do you work for? They got it wrong. And I was like, well, same thing. Okay, go ahead. And, yeah, I went out. I don't know what to do. Uh, okay, no, 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 no. I mean, the, I mean the line, cube. Yeah. No, you got yeah. the line, right? Yeah, line, yeah. yeah line, yeah. line was well, okay. Because I always want to say Cuban, and I remember Americans say line. So I'm in the line, and this Dominican lady comes to me first, actually. Uh-huh. She sees my passport, and she's like, hold on. Where you from? Is that Spanish? I'm like, no, it's Portuguese. My suave Espanol is like, well, I'm going to understand everything you say, but I'll just speak English. And yeah. she's like, it's your first time? It's like, yeah, it's my first time. And I was like, do you want to pee, or you really want to get out and see New York? Since it's your first time, I was like, I really want to get out and see New York. I'm coming from far, and it's been years since I've been wanting to see that. Because my mom always promised me she was going to take me to America when I finished high school, you know. And she always lied. Like, it keep on, time keep on passing, and she never took me. And then she used to tell me, I've been there. There's nothing interesting for you. I mean, I want to explain <laughs> to people. My parents are African, hey, Adam. Uh-huh. My parents yeah. are African. And my mom yes. came here in the 80s. So mm. to her in the 90s. So she she didn't want me to come, but she used to tell me, like, you know, people that look like you there are struggling. When I went there, they were carrying radios. Is that what you want to do? Carry radios and put big, big chains? My mom was there in the <laughs> 80s. You understand what she's saying? She's so she about, saw right? like the beginning. Yeah, she saw like B-boys, like the beginning of mm-hmm. hip-hop. But she people also putting, saw yeah. people of color struggling. So as yes. a mother, she was like, you yeah. don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're going. I contradicted her when I got there. I was like, you did... You did. You, you lied to me. But then, after years, I realized she didn't lie to me. But like I so, said, so what made you wait? So, so what made you think initially that she's like, wait a second, there are not just black people with carrying radios around. Um, what, <laughs> what were some of the first black what? Americans you saw? Yeah. Okay, the first black Americans I saw. You really want to know the first black Americans? You saw yeah. The people in the border that is stick to where the police, of, the the border officers. There were some black people, and that's the one I wanted to go to in the line. But my line was with this white officer. That was very oh, nice no. to me and let me go. The okay, Dominican good. lady, I guess she's black. She was very nice to me. She was like, "It's your first time, okay?" And she was trying to help me. Mind you, when I came, I didn't have a number of someone. I didn't know mm. that America was that serious with immigration. <laughs> so I think I had to call your sister uh-huh. from the airport. Yeah, yeah, you can't just leave. Yeah, they need to know that you know someone. Johnny, there? We lost John again, guys. Like I said, 9,252 miles of talking to this guy. I, hey, John. Yeah, I'm hey, sorry, hey. that was Yannick. Yeah, sorry, that was Yannick. No, but, tell Yannick yeah. he's my next guest. Tell Yannick to get <laughs> Yeah, Yo, you know what? I'm calling him after that. No, for real. Really make it happen, okay? I'm going to put you guys in touch. Do you use please? Um, I do use WhatsApp, so if it's so just, just my American yeah, I'll number. Put you, yeah. I'll create a group, and then you guys talk. But Sick. yeah, this is, so I get out of the airport, and so the Dominican ladies helped me. She was like, you need to call somebody from America before I let you go. So I call your sister, and they're like, okay, now you can go. I have the address. They let me out. 
uh, and I get out. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. You know, cab mm-hmm. drivers are there. I don't know where to go, and I don't know. Do you know what borough you're in? Do you know like where in New York? You no, land? I don't. I know yeah. I'm in JFK. I don't know. JFK is in Queens, right? Yeah, it's in Queens. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that I'm going to get out and see Manhattan as soon as I get out of the airport. So I get out <laughs> of the airport and yeah. I see. <laughs> I'm being honest here. I get out mm. of the airport and I see cabs. And I don't see yellow cabs. The exit that I took didn't have yellow cabs. They had these black cabs. And I take one. And I later figured out that the guy did a long detour. And I figured out oh. that he was hustlers and they would rub your ass. New Yorkers are just like Africans. But it took me a while to figure that out. So the guy did a long turn, long tour so that I would pay more. And he took me to... I didn't know where I want to go. And yeah. he laughed. But the first thing I told him, I want to go to Brooklyn. Don't mm-hmm. ask me why. And mm-hmm. he asked me, where in Brooklyn, my friend? Where in Brooklyn? I'm Indian too. Where in Brooklyn? I can help you. This is my cab that you got to take me. I'm foreign like you too. So I'm like, okay, cool, bro. But I want to go to Brooklyn. My friend, Brooklyn big. Me too when I got here, Brooklyn. The Brooklyn big. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because I didn't know Brooklyn. See, Adam... I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I'm not. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just. No, you can laugh. I don't care. I don't. I laugh at it myself. I was just laughing about it with your sister. So I take a cab. It's like we're in Brooklyn. I was like, I don't know Brooklyn Bridge. Like, okay. He took me. It's like this is the bridge. And I was like, okay. So now, put me somewhere where there's a Starbucks. So he dropped me at a Starbucks. I don't know why I didn't get in touch with Rue, but something with my phone was messed up. I didn't have a SIM card because I don't know where to buy a SIM card either. But as soon as I get out of the airport, as soon as I, my biggest fear was the border. As soon as I pass the border, I feel like I just want to be in New York. So I tell the guy, just take me to Brooklyn. He dropped me in the Starbucks. I get in my Starbucks and I'm like, I'm thinking I'm going to find a hotel and pay in cash. And I'm discovering America. Credit card, this credit card, that. So I, get, so I go to Starbucks and I'm charging my, my, my laptop, my computer. And I also realize... The plugs are different in here. <laughs> I cannot charge my laptop. See the problem starts. I wait, but you wait. Laptop. But but for the for the for the audience listening, John, you're a well-traveled guy. You know that Africa's ports are different than Europe's ports. Why no, would you not? not? They're the same they're as not? Europe. African nope, Europe the have, the same ele- have the same electricity. Europe. Ports. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's I did not you know. You guys, it's you guys, British people, and. South Africa also had some different, it's you guys, from the country that I've been to, it's you. Even Egypt has the same as us. It's only you. Okay, so then I was wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah okay. It's only you guys. And British, maybe Kenya follows. See, uh, the British colonies in Africa might follow the British, but it's you, America. So mm-hmm. I get there, and, and also I'm struggling with the accent. It's my first mm-hmm. time. I'm struggling with the accent. So I'm not mm-hmm. understanding what they're saying, and I'm coming across as rude, because I don't know how Americans are, so I'm telling them, hey, I understand what you're saying. It's like, bro, I don't got time for this. You trying to be rude with me? I don't got time for this. I had a fight with a lady literally because of this. I was like, sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. She's like, what you mean you understand what I'm saying? I'm speaking English. Oh, my and God. Like, and I have to explain. But I, 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 later, I later found out that they're not being rude. They're yeah. New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I, they, yeah. I, 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 I was getting hurt every five seconds. I was like, man, these people are mean. Like, fuck, they don't like Africans. They're fucking mean to me. But no, they're just very assertive. It's New York. Yes, no. What do you want? Oh, I, have, I don't have time. Like, right. Subway, I'm lost. Well, I'll get an Uber, whatever. 
But yeah. it gets better, though. It gets better. So the guy in the in the Starbucks helped me. The guy happens to be Dominican, just knock up work, but he lives in New Jersey. And I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm like, I cannot sleep. It's snowing. I didn't expect snow in March. See, I haven't been in Europe in a while. This is when I already have been living in SA. No snow and in Angola. So mm. I forgot. I forgot that March is snow. To me, snow starts in June, January, February, and March it should be spring. You know. Mm. For everybody, hold on. I should stop. I should stop you. For everybody listening, he said SA. That means South Africa. So he was no, between no, South sorry. Africa and Angola. So you got to remember where this. Hundreds of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. yeah. So <laughs> this guy helped me. This guy helped me. He's Dominican. He's like, hey, I've been living in the States for like three years. I know what you're going through. And I speak Spanish. So I get you. I got you. And somehow I trust people. I don't think about what they show you on the news. You know, I wouldn't do that today. Because in the meantime, <laughs> your sister got into my head. But I go to school and I sleep over. And I oh, tell okay. them story. Yeah. Me, you can sleep you can sleep over and I will help you tomorrow. And the guy helped me actually. The wow. following day he takes me it he, he drives me to New Jersey where he lives. I sleep over talking to me in Spanish, although I keep on telling him, Hey, I speak English, bro. But he's <laughs> trying to be feel comfortable because like I have cousins from Republic and Dominican from Dominican Republic, so I know what it's like. Cause right. what you gotta understand is to a lot of Latinos, the minute they see Portuguese, they kind of feel like I'm Afro Latino because they yes. don't expect you from Africa. So they tend to be very helpful because I'm like, to Dominicano, you need help. And I'm like, no, it's mm. actually Spanish. So the guy helps me in that sense. You know, he takes me to his house in New Jersey. And the following day, wakes up early in the morning. First thing, it drives me back to New York because I keep on wow. telling him, I want to be in New York, bro. It's my <laughs> first time. I want to be in the city. I want to be the, I want to see the city when I wake up. And it's like, bro, you're here for three weeks. You're good. You're going to see New York. <laughs> yeah. Takes me, back, takes me back to the city. Takes me back to the city. And uh-huh. New Jersey was my first experience. I get to New Jersey, I go to the McDonald's, and I'm seeing a lot of, I don't, I, I mean, I'm not racist, obviously, but I see a lot of folks, but I don't know where they're from, because you see, in Europe, we, I never came across a lot of Mexican people. So uh-huh. everything is so cultural, and it's rich, and it's amazing, and it's a discovery, and it's too much for you at once. Because I don't know if you guys understand, but America is a lot. I have a British friend that says America is like an attraction park to her. It's a lot of... <laughs> things that you gotta do you gotta go to the russian mountain and all that and it's a lot and then when you come back home you're like that was a whole trip you know a nightmare a beautiful gym whatever you want to call it because you guys have a speed level that we're not in so the guy takes me back to new york and then we have the credit card problem and he explains listen this is america bro you got cash but if you give me your cash by the time it gets to my account i can book you something but they're gonna want to see me if I'm the one booking, I'm the one that has to stay in this Airbnb. And if you start explaining, you're going to sound dodgy. You're African. You know, this is 2015. <laughs> Africa wasn't trending like that. See? <laughs> Africa we're wasn't not... trending like that. That's going to be the name you of know, this episode. We just found the name of this episode. <laughs> Africa wasn't trending like what that. What I'm trying to tell you is it wasn't about kings or whatever. I remember when I was looking for a place, we was like, John, now you got to look for a place on Craigslist. And on Craigslist, all these people, when you come with that story that you want to pay in cash, it's very sus. The first word I learned, you know, sus. Never forget that. That's the word we use. And I was like, what? Sus. It's very sus, John. So maybe tell them. I remember she told me, maybe tell them you're from Belgium. Because really, if they ask you for your passport, the passport says born in Brussels. So, And we say that. And the guy, yeah. and we found a place. But this is way later, because with this Dominican guy, he took me to a hostel. He was like, this is the only place where you'll be able to pay in cash. 
Right. He stayed in a hostel for three days, for two days, and it was horrible. He was this little oh box in Brooklyn. He was yeah. in Williamsburg. Yeah. Little box. But then to me, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here. That's the only place I can get in the state. I'm staying here. It's, it's Brooklyn. It's, it, that's it. The minute I yeah. saw a bunch of Jewish people walking around, I was like, yes, this is what I've been seeing on TV. I want to be around this. It's okay. You can leave me here. Was this the first time you saw that. Jews? Was this the first time you saw Hasidic Jews like walking around? And no, stuff? no, no. Because in Belgium we have a big community of well, Belgium has a big community of Hasidic Jewish in. Oh, and oh, you know? I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Antwerp, so like a huge, huge community in Antwerp. So mm. I've seen that, but that's very New Yorkers to see American Italians, you know, Robert Nero mafios. I was, a, <laughs> I was younger. I don't want to stand down because your sister hates how obsessed I was with America. But what you got to understand is that sell all this image to us. Mm-hmm. So now I get here. My brother's very excited. Yo, John, tell me how it is, dog. Tell me how it is. It might be some mm-hmm. clothes that we cannot find in Africa, please. And I was like, yeah, I got you. I'll do all this. Uh-huh. So I'm walking around and all that. And Rue is nearby, so I go to Rue. I'm still taking cabs because I don't have an American car to be able to Uber myself. And I don't, I don't know how to take trains, so I'm not taking trains. And then I get out of the hostels, and your sister helps me book something on Craigslist because I'm still going through credit card problems, so we can only do the dodgy. To me, Craigslist is dodgy. So we do Craigslist, and I stay with this writer that lives during the day and at night listens to Howard Stern. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's How is that? And it's okay. yeah. amazing because I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. Oh, you're a Howard Stern you know? fan. Okay, good, good. Yeah, okay. I grew up for him, so I'm a huge fan. And I'm like, this, I really am in America. Because what you got to understand is I'm in the country where most of my idols are from. Right, right. You know? So to me, I feel like, okay, this is it. This is where Howard Stern is from. This is where, you know. So I stay with this guy, very New Yorker. I don't get it. I don't understand it because he's very New York to me. And I think sometimes that he's being rude to me, but he's not. He's just being New York. Right. And he stay with this other lawyer. The lawyer explained to me, but I'm still confused as you're a lawyer, but you're sharing an apartment. So I'm still getting in the whole New York lifestyle. Damn, you know, the apartment sharing, the expensive Manhattan areas. Everything to me is like, shit. So I'm in Manhattan, though. Yo, the place is... Is Manhattan, yeah. Lower East Side, yes, yes. Lower East Side. So Rue chose the LES for me because she says, I think that's where you should stay. Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. I'm yeah, listening. that's where you should stay because obviously yeah. she's like, hey, John, um, I know you like Basquiat. Uh, this is where all these people started. So, yeah, I picked the LES, the LES for you because yeah, you would like it. Uh-huh, I would uh-huh. stay in the Lower East Side if I go to New York today because I feel like it's very moving and I'm more chilled and I want to rest. So, if I so to, well, first so wait, I to come to America, I'll go to Miami straight. <laughs> right. Okay. Before we even get to Miami, so uh, you go to the Lower East Side and that's the first time you've ever been to Manhattan. Is that correct? Yeah. But hey, so you, I'm already yeah. to the 305. Eh? I'm telling you, I want to see Miami. She's like, yeah, it's it's not far, but it's a whole plane trip. But John, chill. We will get there. <laughs> And then she explains to me there's some things that she never told me because mind you the first time I came to New Orleans I didn't mm-hmm. know America was so diverse and Ru told me you don't need to take your winter clothes and the reason I'm taking you to New Orleans so that you can appreciate America during winter because I see you struggling and New oh, Orleans yeah. is warm. Yeah, so you didn't think so you thought the whole country would probably be cold like how New York was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like Belgium is. Like Belgium everywhere is cold at the same time but then Belgium is really small, you know. 
Yeah, so, so then you come to New Orleans. So talk to me about so you come to New Orleans, right? What's but you that can like? Stick to New York first. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, York. sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a whole other thing. So let's let's stay in. New York. <laughs> yeah, let's stay in New York. So you, you're in you're in the Lower East Side. That's where Basquiat is. Yeah. yeah what's up? What's up with that? <laughs> well, I'm amazed. You know, I'm a tourist. I can feel this all this energy. I'm so I'm so I'm in the street. I'm nice to everybody. I'm friendly to everybody. I'm struggling with my English. You guys are not really understanding me, and I'm also not understanding. So I'm asking people to speak slowly. And so to, to, to you, what was the most like? What was the thing that New Yorkers or the way that they talked that um, made it yeah. hard for you to understand them? Like, what was the quality of the way they talked that was hard to understand? Well, first of all, I never knew about accents because to me it was only English. So I'm hearing an accent, and I'm like, I love this accent. Where do I know this accent from? Don't laugh at me, but I know the accent from Robert De Niro. Yeah, he's a New York guy. <laughs> so everything is an epiphany. It's like, oh, I've seen this when I was a child. Oh, this, they talk just like these Robert De Niro movies. Then Rui is like, damn, John, you're annoying me now. This is the New York accent. That's it. They don't talk like that outside of New York, but I'm not going to take you outside of New York yet because it's too much for you. Just. <laughs> get through this first because it's, it's a lot it's a lot i'm asking a lot of questions i don't know what you think adam mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh john i just lost you again man guys he may he may be getting phone so oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know what i'm gonna put me on a on airplane but if i put myself on airplane mod yeah, i'll disconnect you i'll disconnect you, I'll disconnect you. okay uh, it's fine man it's fine man well if i know next yeah. time like if you jump off like that next time i'll know that you're on a call so it'll be fine yeah. i'll just wait for you continue sorry what were you saying so yeah i'm going through new york i'm on the lower east side and i'm waking up i'm putting my alarm very early because the days are too short now right so I'm putting my alarm very early. I want to wake up. And Rui's like, why do you want to wake up so early? I want to walk around. I want to walk. I don't want to take public transport. I want to walk. I want to see people. <laughs> All I want to do. So I'm walking, you know, the whole Lower East Side. I end up in Soho, everywhere. I'm getting lost, No, This is classic. America, I'm getting lost so freaking much. It's taking me four hours to get to places. And I'm meeting random people in the streets. And when I'm lost, and then there's like, oh, well... We could hang, and <laughs> people. I, I'm I'm very, I wouldn't say vulnerable, but I'm. I've changed, but I really just I go with the flow. I just feel like, well, you you're not gonna do anything to me. So yeah, you're I'm a chill very, guy. You're you're a safe dude. Nobody could possibly hurt you. I mean, you're yeah, at least five people. Yeah, what... But I still try to yeah. be more careful. But what I'm saying yeah. is, I'm very. Yeah, sure. I'll go to your place. So I meet this guy who is a theater, uh, you guys forget, forgive my accent, and there's some words that I might say wrong, so theater, theater? It's fine, you could say it the French way, say it the French way, people will still. How do you say theater? Theater, theater, it's not going to happen on this podcast, we'll figure it out next time. It's a theater costume designer. And this guy invites me over his place that is very tiny. See, I still yeah. don't know how New Yorkers live, you know, because I only know <laughs> your sister and my flat and my room, my flatmate, my roommate as a New Yorker. But mm-hmm. I can still see. So I go to this guy, once again, a tiny place. 
Yeah. He's like, yeah. Uh, and he explains to me that the, the, the owner of the apartment had made sure that the rent doesn't get high and some people in New York are able to do that. And he's telling me, that, oh, you, you're going to see more rats that you're seeing. And my apartment had more rats back then. He has less rats now, but we New Yorkers, we live with these rats. So he's introducing me. And the guy's an Italian guy that moved to New York 20 years ago when he was 19 or something like that. And now longer than that, 30 years ago. And I think it was it was 59 or something like that. Well, you guys do the math. And he's been living there for a while now. So mm-hmm. so he's trying to help me because like, I understand how you're feeling. This is your first time. He's living there now. And so he shows me around, he shows me around too. So, so far, I'm like, okay, New York is nice, actually. He shows me around. But he's a foreigner. He's Italian. Shows uh-huh. me around. So the following day, I wake up. And I was like, okay, now I have to adventure myself. Mm-hmm. So I take, I take the... I try to take the train. <laughs> I take the train, I get in the train, and can I tell you a dumb story? No, please. We're all here for these stories. I grew up listening to a lot of American music. So for me to be in the place where this music was born, I feel like, okay, everybody here has got to have rhythm, and everybody here is able to sing. Very cliche and dumb. Well, I'm riding for the train, and I see some kids with a big radio. And I'm about to text my mom and be like, I guess you were right, but nothing amazing about it. It's okay. We have radios in Africa, too. The guys are there, and what are they doing? I know there's a Mariah track that comes in, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mariah Carey. Honey, Mariah. Honey. Yeah. You know Africa, Mariah. Yeah. yeah, I know Mariah's Honey, babe. Well, honey starts playing, and the kid starts Harlem shaking. Mm-hmm. And guess where I'm trying to go? I'm trying to go to Harlem. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Dumb stories. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Again, and the lady turns around me, and she was like, this was all amazing to me because the lady turns around and looks at me and is like, that's what they call music nowadays? I was like, damn, I really am in America. <laughs> and then I get in the train and I ask this other guy, he's like, hey, this lady told me this is a train that takes me to Harlem. And the guy's like, bro, there's many stops in Harlem. Where are you trying to go? With this thick American accent. Where are you trying to go? And I'm like, I'm trying to go to Harlem. Bro, where in Harlem? Like, I don't know. I just uh-huh. want to go to Harlem. And then I speak, and then he starts being, where are you from, Africa? And then he gets loud, yes, bro, are you from the motherland? Yes, that's what's happening. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, it's chill. And then I was like, yes, it should be nice to me. I don't want to sound dumb, but I'm trying to go to Harlem to see Marco Max's house. And he's yeah. like, what? He's like, well, it's history. I want to see all this, this history. Yeah. To me, that is history. Uh-huh. And he's like, bro, um, I don't know where that is, but you should definitely go to Spanish Harlem. That's where it happened. Like, uh, see what you're trying to make me do? Yeah. Go to Spanish Harlem. I know you know Fat Joe and all. <laughs> yeah, Fat Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puerto Rican. Go to Spanish Harlem. <laughs> so I get to... Oh, no, you know yeah. what? Get 125th. How about that? That's a mm-hmm. good first introduction to Harlem. Get yeah. 125th and walk around. Exactly what I did. I get up 125th, whatever the stop name is. It might be 125th. Well, I haven't been in New York for like two years. I get out and... There's nothing to see. <laughs> so, so, so you walk out on the Harlem, right? You're, I walk out on Harlem. I'm still asking that dumb question to people, but I'm looking for black people now. So I see this black lady, and I ask her, hey, uh, I'm from Africa. She gets amazed, and she's like, what are you looking for? She's like, I would like to see Malcolm X house. I'm a little embarrassed by now. And she's like, I don't know where that is. Just uh-huh. Google it. Yeah, and there's some shit I wish I didn't tell, but we're being real here, right? That's a whole uh-huh. other story with the Bronx and me looking for JLo's house. But yeah, <laughs> I was so, really proud of 
you were coming to America to see the people that had inspired you. Yeah, that had inspired you, that had kept you. Well, like... Jano never really inspired me, but as a child growing up, I had a crush on her. And I was exactly, like, yeah. funny to see these dumb places, you know, dumb places. <laughs> I see dumb places because why would you want to see the house where Jano grew up? Yeah, no, I would want to see that even as an American, but I'm, I'm more sad. Really? Of course. I mean, that's just interesting. The day I'm thinking for Jado's house in the Bronx is the day that uh, for the first time, because I haven't been in a suburb yet. I was only in the city, so that's the first time I went in a suburb. Bronx is a suburb. The first time I yeah. went in a suburb, and that's the first time I realized, why are there so many flags? Is it Independence Day? It wasn't. <laughs> It was. I came across the fact that they have flags and everything, so everything was a discovery. Yeah. Also, I went to the McDonald's. The lady, the lady, uh, uh, the lady, the cashier lady was mm-hmm. African. Oh, I didn't. What know kind of that. African? What kind of African West did you African. ask her? Her name was Fatumata. I could see that. Yeah, I could see automatically yeah. she was African. Yeah. I don't know why. I just didn't expect that Africans were mingling with. I felt like we would be in our own corner, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. But this is mm-hmm. a whole other story. So I'm going to all these places. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, see, I, I, you remember um, I was classically trained as a child. I played a saxophone. So I see a school music and I'm like, well, you know, as a child, because as a child, when I was classically trained, you first learn how to read music and then the teacher chooses the music for you. But it was a classical music orchestra. The guy, they're European. The guy chose the baritone for me because he said my lips were big. But I told him I want the saxophone because of, you know what, I want the saxophone because of all the jazz. What kind of sax? Alto sax? Like, what kind of sax? The middle one. Okay. I don't know the name anymore in proper English, but I would say not the the smallest one, the middle, not the biggest one, the middle one. The middle one, okay. That's what I was playing. However, it's Louis Armstrong and all these people that inspired me. But Mm. my teacher, being European... He told me Edith Piaf and Ooh. Beethoven and Mozart. So there was always a contrast. And I would go back to my foster mother and I would tell her, I don't like what he's teaching me. I want this. I'm thankful today. I needed that training to, you know, yeah. that training. But to me, when I get to Harlem, finally, you know, I'm like, okay, now the musicians I might meet at this school are the musicians that, that I've always wanted to train with. So I get inside the music school and... Which you don't do, right? But I get inside it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you mean by I get inside the music. Do you mean you I walked wanna, into, into the I'll music school? I'll be honest school? with you, Adam. I'll be honest yeah. with you. By that time, I want to hang with African-Americans that do music. Because yeah. as a child, I always wanted to be around these people. Right. So, I'm just being real. So yeah. I get inside, and I meet this older lady. And boom, you from Africa? Oh my God, son, welcome. Your first time? Let me take care of you for a minute. I've been to Capiverde. It was amazing. That's the from Angola. I'm very reluctant about telling people I'm African because because of the cliche of outside of America. We right. believe that you guys are going to think that with cameras. Just like I told you earlier, Africa is not training yet. So I'm scared to tell people I'm African. <laughs> no, so I think, uh, yeah, yeah, continue. Yeah, sorry. So this lady, the biggest surprise is I didn't know that you guys actually appreciate us. I didn't know. Oh that. yeah, oh yeah. I had no, but what I need you to understand is I had American friends, and my friends always told me the story about. Oh yeah, I had Africans in my class, and we used to call them African booty scratcher. Mm-hmm, so to me, mm-hmm. I'm getting there with this in my head, like okay, they might make fun of my accent, you know? They might, and actually somebody joked, is like, oh shit, you from Wakanda, bro? 
never heard that joke. So all these yeah. jokes are like new to me, and I'm going through them. So just like I told you, coming to America, cliche. Yeah, this yeah. movie is repeating in my head ten thousand times, and I'm joking. I'm like, yo, I'm about to buy me a big ass coat and shout in the streets. <laughs> so I did it ever like big ass coat? Did you did you ever at any time? Because I want to segue into New Orleans, but did you ever at any time say, where are the Angolans in Africa? Did that ever come up to you, like, as a thought, or no? Angolans John. In, where, are the, where are the Angolans in America? Yeah, did I say in Africa? I meant, where are the Angolans yeah. in America? Yeah, did I say Africa? I meant to oh, say... Oh, I don't expect them to be in America. Angolans go to Portugal, so I already so, so know. You, so you, know. You, weren't even at, you weren't even, like, interested, like, oh, where might the Afro-Portuguese culture be in you know this particular place that I, i'm going to no i did i didn't expect to see a lot of africans I, we mm. go to europe yeah yeah i didn't know yeah. we'd been stretching i didn't expect to see a lot of africans <laughs> to be honest with you i just didn't expect that and, yeah. I, and i and i haven't bumped into africans yet i have a cousin who's, who's going to school in new york but you know i saw him way later but then i get into the school the lady gets Amazed, she tells me about Africa, where she would like to go. She takes, she took my whole day. She told me, listen, the Malcolm X house is, I don't know if it's still there. I don't even know where it is, but listen, I'm going to give you a fun time. So she makes me sit down and she plays me these amazing videos. Actually, the, 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 it was a museum, jazz museum in Harlem or something like that, that happened to be a school too. You know, where they gave him free classes, right. very cheap classes to yeah. children, you know, a photo mm -hmm. music classes. And the lady was like, it's perfect because you know what? And I've always wanted to be a teacher. And we speak about everything in life. She was like, you want to have some good time in New York? She makes me sit down with a class that the, teach, that the students are getting from some musicians that just went there to talk about music. An hour class, amazing to me. I'm seeing the kids talking. I'm just amazed to see our kids are the same everywhere in the world. And then she makes me sit down and she introduces me to these jazz musicians. But because I know the black jazz musicians, she introduced me to Afro-Latin jazz. I'm forever thankful to this lady. So you, I would like to go. Yeah, so, so that was, so this is all on your first trip to New York. You're getting exposed yeah, to all this. Yeah. But this is me. I go to places that I shouldn't be. I'm like that. If I, 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 when, when I got to Ghana the first morning, I just started walking around and I started getting in places. The first person I met that I told was cool took me to his place and I just went. And I had, because I wanted to have a proper, like when I went to Egypt, the guy was like, let me take you to my place so you can have real Egyptian dinner. But these are real Egyptian. Like I get there, we're like eating on the floor with Arab bread. So I'm really, I'm like this... <laughs> I don't know if that's anthropology, but I really look for really native of the place. So this mm. is me just going to places where as a good tourist, I should have been like, no, I don't know you. I'm a little scared. So this is on my first day, the following mm. day. So I spend my day with a lady, basically. She makes me mm. watch these videos. And every time she sees I want to leave, she was like, no, I have another artist that I would like to show you. <laughs> She's as obsessed as I am with music, basically. Yeah, jazz music right. and all that. And she realizes that this guy also likes what I like. So she shows me all this, and I have to sit down, and I'm appreciating that, and it's just the best. Wow. I'm really rushing because I want to see Malcolm X house. Then when I get to this, when I get there, in the real, what I say, the real Harlem, but it's the main road. Uh, I forgot the names of all these places. Malcolm, then, or Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King yeah, you go. 
when yeah. I get there, there's a lady who was like, why are you looking for this place again? I don't even know where it is. There's more interesting things for you to see. And she tells me about all the museums. And she tells me about Sylvia's where you could go have soul food and all that. Right, and right, right. Because I had an African-American friend before in South Africa that cooked soul food for me and I've been obsessed since. It's also one of the first things I do. I was like, well, let me go eat some soul food. For uh-huh. the whole trip, I was taking Ubers to Harlem every morning to have soul food breakfast for the rest of my trip. <laughs> so, so you, so, so you liked soul food. So then, why mm-hmm. when I t- when I brought you to New Orleans and I get and I got you some fried chicken tenders, why couldn't you finish eating them? I remember John, you stayed because at my I'd house. I've been there for two weeks, Adam. I had been there for two weeks. I was, I was overwhelmed. My body was enough. She was a so... I've been eating that for two weeks. So talk about real quick. You come to you New Orleans. You didn't have vegetables. You didn't have vegetables. You were just giving me straight fried chicken, and you guys were trying to convince me that this is a meal. And I was like, no. That's not. what you eat, bro. That's what you eat over here, man. Just a fried chicken. So food. It's not what I eat here. We don't do fried chicken like that here. We very organic with the food. I mean, it's Africa. So New Orleans yeah. is a very African city. New Orleans is a very Haitian city. So when you get there, what what is Not New Orleans more than like? Miami. <laughs> no, you're right. Miami. Well, I would say though, I would say though, Miami has a lot more people in it. So New Orleans is extremely white and black, whereas New Orleans there's like, or sorry, uh, yeah, New Orleans is very white and black, whereas like Miami is very um, Latino. Like you don't know who's white and who's black in Miami. I mean, people could be light skinned, you know, and be Dominican. Yeah, but Miami is also very Haitian. Very true. No, very true. So you get me to New Orleans. Yeah. When I get to Miami, I'm already hungry and I'm like, damn, I've been here for two weeks and my body is asking me for real food. So the first thing I do when I get to Miami, okay, the reason why I love Miami is I'm Angolan, remember? So when I get to Miami, I want to eat black beans. I want to eat normal chicken. I want right, to eat right. sweet potatoes. So rules like, ah, oh, I see what you're missing. So she takes me. We let her figure out that was also Jamaican food would do it for me. She yeah. takes me to a Cuban spot, and I feel yeah. happy. I'm like, shit, that's what I want to rule. I just want to know more food that is not sweet. <laughs> no more cheeseburgers. No mm-hmm. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted just like yeah. starch but New Orleans, protein. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans, um, biggest surprise of my life. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anything about New Orleans besides Master P. Just being real here. Okay. So I didn't know anything besides Master P and Lil Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think about, oh, it's the South or whatever. I didn't know about the South. I just felt like I know it's they different because growing up when No Limit got big, I knew they were different. They had low-budget videos. I don't know if it was low-budget, <laughs> but to me, I was like, the videos feel like they quickly shot. So to me, yeah. I knew, okay. So Ruth tells me it's the South, John, and let's go to New Orleans. And as I'm packing, she's like, it's warm there. But I didn't expect it to be that warm. Yeah, it's hot. So this is a shock to me. Palm trees in America? (laughs) What's going on? You know? Uh Banana uh trees and shit? And I'm like, and that's when I'm like, okay, I could live in America. Ah, uh, okay. So you see the climate of I'm, New Orleans. Okay, okay. Yes, that's when I'm like, I could leave. Because I'll tell you the truth. The thing about New York, everything is too organized for me. After uh-huh. a while, it's too robotic. So to me, I'm missing developing countries. <laughs> I'm I missing see. that. Sort I'm of the freedom to, 
of, of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when I get to New Orleans, New York is very, you got to take the train. You got to have a car. You got to have mm-hmm. this. It's, it's a lot of. You got to yeah. have. Yeah. A lot of. And, what? You didn't, you didn't get that before you got here? You didn't know you were supposed to. Like, yeah. New York is very much like. first time in America. Yeah. Of course. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, and it was so like, like have- yeah, yeah. Even with anybody that's not from New York, it, it feels that way when you get there. It's very organized. Yeah, very and I'm struggling to 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 put my metro card correctly. You know, it's never opening for me. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No. Same here. Same thing happened to me when I when I went there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So Continue. New Orleans yeah. was the best. <laughs> Honestly, not at the So, <laughs> so you get there. Like- yeah, you get there. I don't know. That's the first time I met you in person. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this guy's really African. So I was like, wow. like yeah. I was like, this must be interesting. I was very curious as to what you saw when you looked at New Orleans. Because I know what I saw, but I'm coming. I'm from an American perspective. So, like, you're coming from I, New York. You know, what, what did it look like? New Orleans? I want, I, not that I want to start by the end, but I remember when I was leaving New Orleans, I was like, okay. I was here for a short time, but it was enough. If I ever <laughs> lived here, I would miss home. I feel uh, far away from home. When I was uh, in New York, I see Africans in Harlem. When I was in New Orleans, I was like, this is America. Right, right. That was my Even, first reaction. Yeah. I was like, this is America, for real, for real. And I couldn't leave here. It's too far away from home. It's too disconnected. It's its own world. Yes, it's tropical or whatever, but it's America tropical. That's what I realized. And I remember leaving, looking at these bridges and all the consequences of the hurricane. And I was like, mm. there's something in this place that were, I would miss. It's too far away from the world. Yes. Yeah. You kind of feel it's like you're off in the world. Yeah, you're off in this like little world. Yeah. Another planet. You know, and I was like, <laughs> I want to go back to New York. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I feel, I felt the same way when I was there. So so you're there, um, you you see kind of a huge kind of difference of America, right? New Orleans to New York is like it a looks huge just like the South. Especially <laughs> your house. As soon as I get there, I was like, okay, I see. America is diverse, but it's also very unique in every state, which is confusing. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, John, you have a lot of traveling to do because if New Orleans is like that, other cities are different as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so overall, I mean, what's been your favorite place in America? What's been a place for you where you're like, this is amazing. I could live here. Miami. So, so a lot of people don't understand that, John. A lot of people. So you said you're from Angola. You're from Luanda. And that was kind of mm-hmm. how you relate to Miami. Could you explain why those two places are so relatable? I explain why. Angola has an ocean. That's all we do. The music in Angola is very almost similar to Latin music. Angolans don't watch uh, Nigerian movies. They watch telenovelas. I see. Because we were colonized by Portuguese, Brazil was colonized by Portuguese. When Portuguese were here, they were most... Not always, but it's obvious that, well you are the slave that I own so when I want to work on the other land that I just discovered whatever they discovered first I'm going to take what I already own which is the Angolan slaves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Brazilians a lot of Angolans probably and we cousins like people go to Brazil a lot and Brazilians come they know Angola if you ask them what do you know you know right. I'm going to tell you Angola cara, Angola yeah, yeah, right. Yemanja has a strong presence in Angola because the ocean, obviously, and we Africans, obviously, Yemanja is, you know, 
Jeez, um, yeah, that's some she's from here, you know. Oh, well, Africa, explain what or, explain what that is. Explain to the audience. I don't know if I'm saying because because when I went to America, I also discovered that they use a lot of Spanish terms for all these voodoo. I call it voodoo. I'm I'm, I'm so sorry if I'm using the wrong term, but no, no, no. One thing please I, continue. Yeah. One thing I realized when I got to New York, I realized that. The Yoruba culture has a strong presence there, but it's converted in Spanish names because uh, of Cuba. Yes. You know? So basically, slaves on the ship, they adapted it. So when I get there, I was like, it's, yeah, it's the same things, but they're calling it with Spanish names. And there's a lot of that in Miami also, as well. But not that, it's Catholicism here in, in Angola. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is Miami, what else? So we watch telenovelas, Brazil. Miami makes sense, right? Of we course, yeah. Reggae. So yeah. it's really that. I mean, that's where the Angolans are, basically. <laughs> so there, so it would bomb it to Angolans. So like so it. you're you're in Miami, you're enjoying it. Angola loves wearing flips up all the time. You know, it's really <laughs> Miami. It's warm. The weather. We dance samba here. We consume samba. We consume Brazilian culture. Uh, Anita is you. Do you know Anita? Anita, no. She's a huge pop star in Brazil. She's probably huge in the other Latin countries, but I, yeah, don't, probably. Guess, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, she just has a song with Cardi B. She's trying to reach the... You know, like Shakira tried to reach the American Yeah. Country. She's trying did, to do that. Did she She's make a song with like, Cardi B called Megusta yes. or something like that? Megusta? Yes. yes. So yes. I She's actually, using Spanish because Spanish yeah. is more international, but she's Brazilian. She's Brazilian. So I actually yeah. saw that. I saw that music video get edited. When you see that music video, Cardi B was not actually there. Any Brazilian or anybody that's listening to this because they're also Portuguese and they like John, know that Cardi B was not actually in that music video. One of my best friends. I know that. It looks like yeah. it, though. It looks like yeah. she wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, one of my best friends, Mike Reese, his whole job was to put Cardi B inside of that music video. Like She wasn't actually shot during that time. That's amazing. That she, that she That's crazy how everything is one big loop. I mean, I was just talking to him about that. Mm-hmm. You brought that up. I thought that was a Spanish. I thought she was like Puerto Rican or something. She said she's no, Brazilian. She's, yeah, she's Brazilian, but she's huge. Anita is huge. Like she probably with Sony, Sony for Latin America. We, right. have, we have an artist here that got signed, but his market was obviously going to be. He got signed by Sony Spain because that uh-huh. makes sense. Portuguese, yeah. And our yeah. music is very similar. So what's happening is Anita came here to perform, and she obviously filled. She was fully full. So, mm. yeah, so you see what Angola relates to compared to Young Dove. That would be more Anita and all that. I know. see, I see. There you okay. go. So that's why Miami makes sense, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, John. All right, well, you yeah. know, we're almost at an hour here, and I like to do podcasts for about an hour. Um, but uh, I definitely want to have you on again, John. Um, mm-hmm. and we can talk about, we can just go, like, this is John part one. We can go to John part two. So we just yeah. talked about you coming to America. So this is called this. The episode is going to be called "Coming to America with John Norman." Yeah, I was going uh, to tell you, "Coming yeah. to America." <laughs> yeah, it's going to be called "Coming to America with John Norman." <laughs> but um, for our next episode, just so that people can be uh, aware of what to you know get next, um, I want to talk about France, and then after that, yeah. I want to talk about Belgium. So let's do France for the next mm-hmm. episode, France and Europe, and then we'll and then we'll go back one more step. So. Here, here is uh, the episode with John Norman, everybody. Um, I hope you guys liked it. Uh, this will just be part one of a series, uh, but we'll keep him going in the later episodes. Anyways, this has been The End with Adam, and uh, I hope you guys have a good one. Um, 
you know, you should uh, make sure that. So sorry, I spoke for so long. I didn't even. No, 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 no,